Reach the Moon podcast, presented by Bison Moon Group. My name's Kevin. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm sitting here with Norman from the Norman's Restaurant, uh, located here on Jasper Avenue. He's got two locations, Norman's Bistro and the Citadel Theater. Yep. Uh, right now, we're sitting here on Jasper Avenue. How is it having the location on Jasper Ave? Oh, I kind of like it on Jasper Avenue. You get a lot of visibility. People drive by a lot. But it is an issue for parking a little bit because of the area now everything's developed and then there's the square footage is getting smaller. But we still have some decent parking. Um, I like the area because all of our areas, a high rise density is, is here. And then you got a lot of uh, people living that just want to walk to the restaurant and then they can have an extra glass of wine and not have to worry about driving. That is a very good point. You know, I mean, you don't want people drinking and driving. That's and this right, is a yeah. great place where you come for a quick meal and then it turns into a social with the party that you're with. Or even if you decide to drag the night out with your wife. Yeah. Edmonton, I find, is a very good town for having people that want to walk around. Yeah. Um, there is a, a parking lot located straight across the street. So if you do come down, yeah. uh, keep that in mind right beside the Bubbles Car Wash. But um, how long have you been here? We've been here now 28 years. We opened up in 1989. March, 1989. March 14th. Well, that makes me feel good. I was born in 85. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were, you were just born. <laughs> yeah. um, was the restaurant your first go or were you in another business before that? I was in the restaurant business before. I had a partnership. It wasn't a very real partnership or anything like that, but it didn't work out. But it, it taught me some lessons and everything like this. So this time... When I did this one, I made sure that I was was like a dog with a bone, never let go, and just keep keep at it and just keep working hard at it, and that's what happens. Owning a restaurant, what are your hours for the restaurant? For the restaurant, or okay, first for, for, the, for rest- the restaurant itself. Well, now it's changed because in the last year, I got to tell you that story. Norman's like um, in the year around two thousand. No, was it? 2007 or whatever we opened up Glenora Bistro in the bed and breakfast well 2005 so we had that place which had a breakfast and it had a and b on top of us which was our landlord so they now are building a high-rise this was on 124th street 102nd avenue there that corner mclaren block it's called now they're just building a new high-rise but we were there for breakfast so now we moved it over here a year just a year ago so it was kind of like reinventing norman's now we're open all for all day breakfast so oh, now wow. you can come in for lunch you can come in for breakfast at 8 a.m every day so now our brunch on saturdays and sundays is over 100 people i think this last sunday we did 130 people and on saturday we did like 80 to 100 people and it's just crazy busy but during the week it's not as crazy busy but it's good business meeting place and everything like that and um because we're open so now we're open at 8 a.m every day Oh, perfect. Seven okay. days a week. So. so that was the fun part because I know owning the restaurant is yeah. always the business that people talk about. So what time during the day does your day start and end? Yeah, my day starts around 10. I wake up. I, I don't come for breakfast. I have it covered in that. But I do come for lunch uh, every day except Sunday, Monday. I usually try to be off on Sunday, Mondays. Now, this weekend it's not going to work. I'm going to be going to be at the Citadel for Opera Nuova on Sunday. And Monday I have a private party, so I have to be here on Monday. So this week I'm not going to get those two days off, but I'll sneak off maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> but, you know, it's not the same. But um, I'm okay with that. But I start around 10 a.m. I sometimes make two to ten phone calls in the morning as I'm having my coffee. Yeah. And then the, some of his reservations, I do online reservations, my own. And I call everybody back personally. 
to confirm the reservation. Oh, wow. Okay, good yeah. stuff. That's 99% of the time. If I'm gone to a big holiday or whatever, then I'll have one of my waiters call. But 99% of the time, I'm the one who's calling you saying, hey, this is Norman, confirming your reservation. We get the right day, the right time, everything, and you know, maybe a couple extra pieces of information, like a birthday or something you forgot to put in. And then it's good, you know, or... Have you ever had somebody book the entire restaurant? Yes. Oh, yeah. With this Monday night, it's a, it's a private party for 40 people. Now, is that a Christmas party or is that just a gathering? It's their of, like, holiday, yeah. No, it's no. It's a board of directors, guys, uh, their, their holiday party. So they're having it early because they're all high-end guys and they all have other stuff to do. And, yeah. and then they're... Uh, so that's why that's like that. They did it early so everybody can get to it. Somebody that's lasted uh, over 10, 20 years in the actual food industry, is there something that you wish in the way of technology nowadays, you almost wish they would have went back years ago and still been doing it the same way from decades ago, maybe a different food service? Or do you find technology is actually helping your industry? Oh, it's got a little bit of pros and cons, of course, like everything else in the world. Technology today, like reserving online, um, phone numbers, looking up where you are, directions. I mean, there's so many, so much information out there. Do you guys use skip the dish dishes? No, no, we do only takeout. We tried it, and and what happens with skip the dishes and that for us, is that all the the time, the most high prime prime times around seven eight o'clock when we're the busiest. So then our customers in the restaurant suffer because we're putting all these packaging, all these dinners to go. Yeah. So I found that it just wasn't cohesive for me. You know, it's cohesive for other restaurants. Depends where they're at. But for me, it was pretty tough. So I decided uh, I decided not to do it. It was too too messy for me. Like, you know, and I go like, why? And, you know, if they want food, I can control it by just coming in and picking it up. And then uh, it's not as great for the customer. But I decided... It's understandable because I have ate here. Uh, my wife and I have ate here a number of times. You guys serve a product that is creme de la creme. Like, yeah, it's high it is end, a very eh? high yeah. end, delicate, cooked the exact way you want it. Yeah. And I know that when your things are being delivered, travel time. You have to worry about travel time and overcooking while it's in the box. And I could understand that you want to serve the the superior product that you offer to everyone sitting We're in We're trying restaurant. to, you know, like because some of the game. It really dries out fast because it's lean. So you cook a game dish, medium rare. Well, by the time it gets to your door, it could be medium well. Well, it's it's pretty dry, you know, because it's game meat. So I mean, you know, there's some dishes that travel well that that I that I do that would travel well. But at the same time, I'd like to. It just didn't work. And then uh, and then like before, I, I did dial and dine before, and it was like the cut was too high too. And then. I don't know. I just found it like, no, not for me. I'm happy with, really happy with the breakfast and lunch story, you know, like whether people can come in all day breakfast and freshly squeezed orange juice and grapefruit juice. We're really doing well with that. It's been awesome. Cool. Okay, well, that brings me to the uh, question about the quality. The first time I was in here, and I understand the story and the point, what's with all the basket of French fries that always wander past every single table during a dinner meal? Oh, you came on a Monday night. Yeah. So, you know, oh, let me explain. It There's is no a steady flow of French fries out that window. Okay, you know why? Because it's Muscle Mondays. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only reason you see a lot of those fries. Those French fries, it's basically Belgium moule frit. 
mussels and fries. And they eat, in Belgium, they eat them on the street. They eat them in newspaper. It's all over the place. Mussels are crazy. So because of that, they, uh, we do a Muscle Mondays where it comes in four sauces, four, four bowls of mussels, one after the other, four different sauces, and plates of French fries. And they're the skinny French fries. So you just can put them in the sauce and eat them. They're so delicious. They are so good. Yeah. And um, it's a great promotion. I've been doing it for so long. I'm thinking like 22, 24 years. I can't remember. And I've always kept it going. And it's just insane how some nights can be so, some Monday nights are just crazy. It is it is really good. And like this is a fine dining restaurant and everyone was just so happy, talkative. Yeah. The atmosphere in here is just superb. Yeah. Being saying that the French fries and the mussels are from Belgium. What's your background? Where are you from? I'm uh, I'm Canadian, like uh, family background, 400 years. So for like 10 generations. But I'm from originally from Peace River country. I was born in Falaire. Well, born up north, Peace River country, McClellan, actually. And then, um, but my mother's from Quebec. But I, when I started in the restaurant business, I was like 16. So it's like over 40 years ago now. So have you followed, um, like you said, you do serve game meat. Yeah. Which you, you do have elk and bison on the menu. Is there anything that you've tried in the way of a different ethnicity that didn't work for you or that you would like to try? Uh I don't know what to say about ethnic. Like we we always do like lots of sauces and creams and because of French, you know. Yeah. And now ethnic wise, I don't know what, what to say because uh, we had. It's nice to do a little Asian influence. Nice to do a little uh, Indian influence curries, but uh, we're trying to stay more French all the time, you know, because because of the restaurant and that gives us lots of leeway already, you know, from escargots to to bouillabaisse to rack of lamb you know no it's true the, the french influence and they love their food yeah and it's a fine dining elegant place yeah that, most people choice. yeah most people come here for the it's it's like you said like a date night you know they'll come here and they don't come quite for a quick meal they most they'll they will before a hockey game have a a night they want to have a good dinner and a little bit quicker but most of the time people come here for like two, three hours and have a good meal, have a great conversation. The place is not so loud that you can't talk. You can always talk to each other. And, and that's what the, the whole deal here is, is to have a nice dinner and good conversation. And If a person's been to this location but hasn't been to the Citadel location, is it the same atmosphere between the two? No, totally, totally different. The Citadel is, a, is another monster, is, is crazy. Citadel is totally... 100% directed towards theater and Windspear people. So what happens is that they park on the ground, and it's so convenient to be at uh, at uh, at you know it's, it's so convenient to be uh, underground. So they come in, they want a quick bite to eat before the show. Yep. So we'll do 130 dinners in an hour and a half. Just before okay. the show. Yeah. So a question: Where do you see yourself in three years? Maybe five, or even let's be honest, it's a restaurant. What's the next thing you're trying to achieve next week? Um, right now, like this, you're, you're talking to me at a time, like right now I'm doing so many menus for Christmas parties and everything like that. Plus, in uh, mid-October, November, we do the wild game menu, so we're really busy with the wild game. So we've got all that organized. We're um, emailing lots of Christmas parties. I've got lots of parties booked in December, even in November, some in November. And then uh, we're just trying to, I'm an old school restaurant. I'm 
don't know if I can reinvent myself to new cuisine or anything like that. It's kind of hard because people expect a certain amount, certain dishes that are here, and I can't change them. So it's uh, you paint yourself in a corner a little bit, but at the same time, you're kind of like the old standby. You're the old, uh, uh, you're the old uh, regular, you know, fine dining restaurant. You kind of like you just become you just become that, which is not nothing wrong with it, really. You know. No, that's true. That's true. What about in the way of struggles that you see in front of you? Not well, that it's a new fad, but you've got more people that are gluten-free. It's a real allergy. It runs in my side of the family where it is a le- like a legitimate allergy. Have that's you seen changed. other things? Like yeah. now people really are going towards more of that game meat and getting away from other things. Is there a challenge that you actually see with? Oh, yeah. For us, I've already changed like 10 years ago. We changed our sauces because of the celiacs. I mean, like 15 years ago, I was one of the first to offer celiac bread and celiac gluten-free dishes. And then now, you know, now it's everywhere, including Boston Pizza, which does their pizzas. And I know they've got pizza dough, celiac friendly. And they say it's great for their business because one person celiac in the group, they'll order five pizzas and then because they'll order from Boston Pizza just because they can get that one person taken care of. So I don't know how to say it, but for us, we've been doing that. We've been doing it for so long. One of my sauces was like a demi-glass and had flour in it. So now we make a demi-glass still, but now we make uh, a glass of yawn. So totally thickened with like red currant jelly and that, no flour. Totally gluten-free for some of our sauces. So we're always ready for... uh, special diets and that so it's really working out well yeah challenges you could talk let me talk about challenges for the future minimum wages all kinds of things like that it's getting expensive to go out for dinner it already is expensive and there's nothing we can do about it but you just trying i'm still trying to fight the pricing don't want to be don't want to outprice myself out of market but some days i feel like um, you know, I'm hitting the plateau, but I'm not, right? Because other places I go to, they're really expensive too. But it's just the way it is, uh, you know. It's. I'll be honest. You, you, for a person that works an average job, you actually have a good price point for here. You can afford to eat on at a romantic night out for a date. Yeah, and it's about one hundred and fifty dollars for two, right? Yeah. No, it, it's a. And a can good go dinner. to two hundred. Uh, with a quick glass of wine. Yeah, with an extra, you know, like. You know, a round of desserts and uh, liqueur or something or special coffee. Yeah. You know, it just it's just the way it is. But, you know, you go to other places and maybe not as good and it's still that price, right? A question that or I have more. for you uh-huh. about the restaurant is, do you think there's something you're trying to, there's something you're serving the people, but you are almost unaware of it, like almost a fall off. So, yes, you're providing them food. Yes, you're providing a good eating atmosphere but something that might rekindle the spirits is there something else behind you just being a restaurant well yeah there's always i don't know how to explain that it's if people come in and we make them feel welcome let's say right they feel like they're in this like second home almost like they feel like they're part of the city they also feel i get a lot of customers they really like small business they feel like they're supporting a small business survive or do better you know there's a lot of little hidden gems eh? a lot of little hidden clues and some of them just want they just want to eat and they some of them just want to eat like that they don't want to eat in um, fast food or anything like that and I and it's hard to do because I eat fast food 
You, we all do, you know. Yeah, we all do. But, it. but you know, you can't come out for dinner every night at Norman's. You'd be, or you can't go out, even if it's not Norman's. You can't go out high end every night. You'd be broke. So you, you know, you got to eat at home. You got to eat a little bit fast food because sometimes you're in a hurry. But you know, we want to make it a special location place. We've got a lot of birthdays, a lot of anniversaries, a lot of special occasions. As a man that's married, it's even a good tool to say on a Tuesday night, no good rhyme or reason. Hide it from your wife, book a babysitter, and take her out for dinner. And oh, yeah. it almost rekindles the spirit, it the, rekindles the enjoyment. It love because it's, it's, it's nice, relaxed music, and, and um, it does a lot for the couple. It does a lot, and there's a lot of that. that you can see people coming in. They could be a little bit upset with each other, and then they leave happy. It just, it just That's all part of the, the waiters, the being kind, and, and it's just like, you know... Um, it, to me, it's like, okay, you go on a holiday, you go to Mexico, right? Two weeks, right? Yeah. Well, to me, it's almost like a, a little holiday pill of three hours or two and a half hours. You go, you have a glass of wine. What does a glass of wine do? Well, the glass of wine relaxes you because you're starting to relax. Now you're getting an appetite. Now if the food is really good, how, how much happier can you be? And then you're having good conversation with your wife or girlfriend or friends. It just all makes it part of a... A better night you know this is one place that i've been to where it's almost like the cell phones didn't exist you yeah. go to a, a restaurant or a bar and you just constantly see people looking at their phone yeah. and you can sit in here for like you said an hour oh. or two yeah. and not see anybody look at their phone no they just it is it's more communication and everything it's an art hey eh? it's becoming to be an art to communication because a lot of people i see some people that you know they're the young the young couple that come in and they're still both on their cell phone but I do see a lot of people taking pictures of plates, too, now. There's a lot of that going on now, you know? Like, this is part of the te technology of, uh, you know, they're, they're taking, before they eat the food, they always take a picture of it. Yeah. It's just like, everything is informative. They take pictures of everything, yeah. But that shows that your food is actual art. Um, a question that you've been in business for so long. Would you do it again? Would you do it 20 years ago? Or throughout all the years, have you ever worked with family? Like, have your kids or wife ever worked here with you oh or yeah my wife always been no no my wife and i are partners my wife and i worked here all to, all together and she's still working here just not maybe not here at the restaurant she's doing all the bookkeeping and accounting everything oh no she's still totally involved her suggestions are always really great and oh yeah no no it's still family and the boys have helped out a lot but now they're doing other things and they're still like in the bar business and things like that yeah do you find it easy to shut off between the two? No. No, you're always at home and you get a phone call and things like that. But you just get used to it and you just still relax and, you know. That That's exactly the idea. You know what yeah. I mean? We are 24-7 almost. Yeah. A, a question that I do always do ask is how can I help you reach the moon? <laughs> I'm going to win the lottery. <laughs> Give me the right numbers, please. <laughs> no, I don't know. How can you reach the moon? I think I've been lucky to still be alive after 28 years in business as a business and personal too you never know right life life is short so i'm happy to still be here and going i'd like to keep going i don't know if i'm going to retire i was thinking about that it just doesn't feel right it's just like but i'd like to slow down i'm going to stop working you know i'm going to need an assistant to help me get through it because i got to slow down but that's what i'd like to do but i still want to be involved and be part of it before uh, we turn the mics on here, you even mentioned that your staff is helping you a lot. 
going above oh, and beyond yeah. their job. Oh, they always do. They just know, I don't know, they're just pretty professional and pretty really good group of people and they really try to make the customers happy. What's the uh, longest you've had an employee? I, I believe you've oh, got you've had one of them for a while. Well, the chef for uh, chef who's my partner at the Citadel now, and my wife and I, and my chef and his cousin, are all we're all twenty five percent partners at the Citadel. Um, but he's been here like twenty eight years, and since day one. But he wasn't the chef. He started off, worked his way up to the chef, and then you know Gregory, this gentleman's been here like. 17 years his hands years. aren't still pruned from washing dishes are they no 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 <laughs> he's uh no he's amazing he can fillet a fish and he's just amazing he does a lot of prep he makes sure the quality is right up there yeah well that's really good yeah there's lots uh i don't know i don't know um there's no financial planning for this kind of restaurant that's a tough part about restaurant it's you can make a nice living in that but to really be wealthy at it, I don't know anymore. It's kind of, they're taking the mickey out of that, you know, like, it's just, you know, you're, it's hard to make a profit in it. It's hard to be ahead of the game, you know, but it's a constant battle and you got to keep constantly fighting it, you know. Plugging away. Plugging away, yeah. What would you say would be maybe one thing that has happened in the last few years or last 10 years that you didn't see coming? And knocked you off your feet, even like a relocation of a, like you said, of the business from the corner yeah. lot yeah. to here. Well, I didn't, I knew that was kind of coming in the background. I didn't know when, but it kind of knocked us out because we were like doing okay, really well there. But it was okay because the economy, as soon as we got out of there and everything, then, then the economy went down a little bit, right? So like, so it wasn't booming anymore. So before 124th Street was going crazy, but now... 124th Street, we lost the Mountain Equipment Co-op, which was a bad thing to lose, right? Yeah. But they moved over to the new brewery district, so there's lots of that stuff going on. So I don't know. I think that was a little bit. There's always been, like, wage increases, the food costs. It's not just wages. Food costs is crazy. Beef went up 50% from three years ago, you know? Yeah. So no, this, I heard about that, too. Yeah, I know. So all that... You know, it's everything is just biting at you, you know, biting at your heels to try to keep a quality, the size of the plate. You don't want to you don't want to be one of those restaurants that increase the prices and cuts the portions. Be, customers know they're not stupid. Yeah. All of a sudden, if they increase the price, and portion is the same. They understand. But if the portion is smaller. They start to see it. They start to see it. Oh, yeah. And, and, they, and they see, geez, the prices went up and the portion is smaller. I don't like this. Right. This is not fair. So you got to be very careful as a as a restaurateur. So has your neighborhood helped you, like at either locations? You know, I mean, the Citadel yeah. Theater is really close to the Ice District. Yeah, well, it's helped a little bit. We're getting some hockey uh, hockey nights. You know, like people coming in because they're parking at the library. But we haven't built that up. But it doesn't matter. We're full, we're so full from just the Citadel and the wind spirits. It's just crazy. What's Once the best night to come that? If you want a quiet night, maybe there there might be less people in here. Well, I always say like during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but uh, you know Friday, Saturday always pretty busy. Sunday night seems to be a really nice night. It's really casual, but it's I can't say busy or not. You know sometimes they're. You <laughs> and know. how far in, in advanced uh, Valentine's Day should someone book? Oh, they're already booking now. <laughs> but the thing is, the way I, I solve that problem a lot, because, okay, well, Valentine's Day, I think this year, fall, next year, 
falls on a Wednesday or a Thursday, I think. So I'm going to run my restaurant Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My, my restaurant, my, my Valentine's menu, plus the regular menu. So I'm going to run it for four days. So that gives the guy a chance to have another, like to go out on the weekend instead of during the week. And that's a very good point is you yeah. don't have to do Valentine's Day dinner. Right, right on the same day. Right on that same and, day. But if I run the Valentine's menu, they feel like it's still Valentine's. Instead of just doing it that day and then it's over with, I run the Valentine's menu. My Valentine's menu has got like a beautiful soup, beautiful salad, choice of three dinners, and then I got chocolate fondue set up for it. So I do that for four days. Well, people, of course, they're going to have a chocolate fondue on Friday night and make it a Valentine's and do the, you know, they, they love it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Was there ever a meal that you tried that just didn't fly? Like... Oh, Let's say ostrich, ostrich eggs, something strange or even something oh, normal that didn't yeah. work here. Well, there's some dishes that we tried that just didn't work out. Oh, yeah. And then we just... Can you name one? I'm trying to think now. Um, <laughs> most of them worked, but, but some of them didn't work out. Oh, um, I think I did uh, like uh, um, a muskox shank. Muskox, also buco shank. It was so tough and dry and chewy. You could chew on one piece for hours before... It just didn't work. It died. And then one time, my chef did, by mistake, that was more of a mistake, but we had to, we couldn't use it. Um, he made a goulash soup, and in paprika, there's paprika, there's regular paprika, and then he made a mistake. There was this really, really hot, spicy paprika yeah. that we only put, like, in a big pot. We put maybe one teaspoon of it in a big, huge pot because it's so spicy, and you can taste it. So he used that paprika. So he must have used, like, a cup of it or two cups of it to make the stock, to make the big, and it was so spicy, you couldn't even touch it. <laughs> you couldn't even, like, at one spoon you were burning, so we couldn't use it, you know. No, that's uh, good, though. Stuff happens, you know. But we've had, like, we're really pretty conscious on the freshness and everything. We also were a restaurant that sometimes we'll bring in fresh and we'll freeze, but we, we cut, like, that's another thing. You know, you buy, most restaurants buy their steaks pre-cut. We cut with a knife the steaks. We take the fat off. Or so we buy the whole piece, and we cut our strip loins. We buy the whole strip loin, and we take some of the fat off, and we cut our own steaks with a knife. And then what would we do? Well, they need maybe a little bit more aging. We cryovac it and leave it in the fridge. It ages. It's beautiful. It comes out like because we got a cryovac machine that's $5,000. It's the best thing, and then it ages the beef. Perfect. Yeah, so it does. we do our own little thing that's totally different, yep. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Do you do anything in the community um, that somebody okay, might all, not know about? Well, all my advertising dollars, which is about twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year, is donated. I don't do advertising. I donate it all to causes, local, all local causes. Cool. From five-course wild game dinner for six to $100 gift certificates, $50 gift certificates to all the causes in Edmonton, local, all the local causes. That's really good to hear. Yeah, I really try that. And that's a lot of money. I donate a lot. No, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, and that's what I do. I do it locally because then you got to come in, you buy it at an auction, they get the money, but you got to come in to use it, and then I make another customer. Hopefully, it it's a good way to spread the word, but it's it's a slow way. It's a slow the, way, but it's not. There's nothing wrong with that's me. why I'm asking the question. Is you know, I mean, more people know that you're out there in the community. I I knew that when I came in here through the door. That's how I heard about you, from the get go was at a silent auction there you go and yeah. uh you know i mean you gained one customer out of me and i didn't even win the, the prize <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know but that's the way it is you get mentioned and 
Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's good to be just mentioned because you're 28 years old and they forget about you. And people still say, why do we always forget about Normans? It's still a great place to go, but it's an old place. That's right. Yeah. You know, but it's nice. And we're getting a lot of younger people coming too. a lot of young couples come out on date night too now good to hear lots good of to that hear. so you can see another generation it's cool cool yeah well norman i really appreciate you sitting down with me today this no is problem. like sitting down to a friend this was a yeah. really easy conversation oh no I, problem, I really Kevin. appreciate it thank you and thanks for tuning in to bison moon group uh norman what's your website oh www.normands.com do you mind also saying the address uh, for here? I think you did at the beginning. Oh, Let's yeah. Say it one more time. Oh, 11639A Jasper Avenue. And the phone number is 780-482-2600. And you can book online on my website. And I receive the reservation. And within 24 hours, I will personally call you back to confirm your reservation. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys so much.